How are we doing? I'm David. I'm Phil. And I'm Andy. And this is Talking Cod. Three northern blokes talking about middle life and growing old disgracefully. Frank, fearless, funny. In other words, Talking Cod. Codmasters, Phil and Dave. How are you, my brothers? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, yeah, good, all good. Bank holiday rested and all that. Did you enjoy bank holiday? It, it was wet. It was definitely wet. We mm. went on a walk, a very flat walk this time, with no hills and no risk of trouble. Uh, we have sort of few members of the extended family and their dogs. And it was all very nice, yeah, all very nice. I'm civilised. Very quiet though, the people, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what people were doing really, because like we were up in uh, in Marple, in Bra- Brabins, and there was barely a, a person around. It wasn't raining that heavily. Mm. And I was thinking, well, it's bank holiday, um, no one's going to be in the pubs because sitting outside whilst it's chucking it down isn't a, a great proposition. And yeah, I just didn't know, I don't know what people were doing. Sorry, if you live in Oldham, they're all outside beer gardens getting wet, pretty much. <laughs> Regardless. Wearing thermals. <laughs> desperate for alcohol. Bonkers. It's bonkers. They're talking about flat. sometimes. Yeah. I struggle with them because yeah. I feel, feel compelled that you have to do stuff. And sometimes you don't have to do stuff. Yeah. It, mm. And I fell out with myself yesterday. Tell I fell out with myself because I fell out with my boys uh, and then fell out with myself off the back of it. Yeah. Because I'm pretty good with regards to... They niggle each other, which is fine, but every now and again, it gets to me mm. and the red mist descended early mm. morning yeah. and I sort of did detonate a bomb, but then I fell out with myself for doing it and then everybody else fell out with me because I fell out with them. And because you can't have a bad day, Dave, you can't have a bad mm. day. Because if you have a bad day, everyone else is going to have a bad day. Yeah. So, so yeah, and the weather was crap. It was dreadful. Yeah. And I tried to put the I tried to put my foot down with the kids and go, right, we're not doing this now, we're not doing this. And then proceeded to do everything that I said we weren't do. So I fell out <laughs> myself even more. So oh, there God. you go. Uh, <laughs> what a muppet. It's hard though, isn't it? When you, when you, when you, like you say, when you see the red mist and you kind of, like I don't know, Sophie. My wife's very, very good at sort of not reacting in the moment, and I'm terrible because I'll I'll spot one thing. Like the there'll be the thing that's wrong at that moment, but then my brain starts kind of processing everything else that's wrong, which is really bad, isn't it? And you sort of start going, well, why is this sweet wrapper on the floor and all all these irrational things? Just that normally you'd just be fine about, and they just sort of swell up. Mm. And, and I find it really hard to. I'm a, I'm a lot, lot better than at it now, uh, at reining myself in. But I do find it very hard. You know, I don't know. It's mm. not. It's not. No one ever t- tells you how to rein it in. Um, you know, I don't know. Because my wife's a teacher. She she has to stand in front of unruly kids all day long. So she's probably developed the the kind of the uh, zen like uh, nature that you've got to just let it what flow over you it must be hard work that yeah it must be mm-hmm. to, yeah i can't i couldn't possibly see myself in that situation for too long yeah there'd be more kids stood outside the classroom than in it maybe 
which is not the, the best way beat. to approach a teaching career. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Anyway, so there no. you go, Andy. Two just, mixed, yeah, two mi- two really mixed views of a bank holiday weekend. Well, is it worth it? Is it worth having a bank holiday? Is it just another it day? Oh no, I, no. I think I, I hear what Dave's saying because you feel sort of forced to like do something with it. Um, mm. So you feel a bit disappointed if you, you've not had a great bank holiday. But we need those breaks, don't we? It's sort of impromptu. Well, not impromptu, but it's you know, it's it's not something you've kind of where you've taken a fortnight off leave. It's just a nice extra day just to kick back a little bit if that's what you want to do. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's typical. The weather's rubbish. I do agree. I think at the moment it's it may be a bit more difficult as well because it's because you want to do stuff but you can't do this. It's like do a bit True. of what it's a bit limboish, isn't it? I know we've coming out of a year where we've not been able to do much, but we've been given some aspects of freedom back at the moment. It's and it's so you feel compelled to want to go out and do stuff, but at the moment, and don't get me wrong, I love a pint, but sitting in a car park on a on a bench next to some bins in the pissing down rain doesn't appeal to doesn't appeal to me at the moment <laughs> definitely uh, not even though i feel compelled to go to the pub just because you can or yeah. go and do something bec- because because you can but I, but that comes back to everything doesn't it i think we're all compelled to and a lot of times we've spoken about it before to be to be doing keep yeah. doing be doing mm. something rather than yeah. sit down and read a book and switch off mm. but that's that's been part of the thing we've been talking about with talking car doesn't it it is we always feel like we've got to be doing something not just yeah. being and yeah. it's that you know you've touched on it there dave you need you have that pressure to you know to be that focal point sometimes what what winds me up sometimes is the i'm the decision maker i'm, I'm sometimes i just want to go with things you know be for for a for a job i suppose i yeah. quite often have to make a lot of decisions and when it's weekend I don't want to make decisions. Yeah. But I find myself going, right, what do you want for your dinner? What do you want for your tea? What we're doing this afternoon? What time do you want waking up in the morning? That sort of thing. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. Stop asking me questions. Well, I ask yeah. questions all the time. That's what I do. Can't you just get up and have a brew and do nothing until somebody mm. wants something? Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. But it's probably a bit different for me now because my son's now at university, so he's not even here. Um, my daughter's almost 18, so she doesn't need to spend a great deal of time with me so i'm like now i've actually got that space i'm trying to practice what i preach and just keep that space and just have that kind of i don't know have that that mental space to not do anything but i must admit contrary to what we've just been talking about i did go to the pub on sunday um and and it wasn't raining and i do live on the on the moors of oldham um the views were lovely yeah it was chilly don't get me wrong, it was a bit chilly. <laughs> I had a couple of pints with my mate and it was blissful. It was nice. really, really, really nice. good. And that was it. We we just chatted as if like, you know, we had not we'd not seen it. Well we yeah. actually <laughs> haven't seen each other for twelve months, but yeah. we just chatted and it was really, really good. And we just chatted shit basically. Yeah. You know, with no Cod. agenda. And I think that's yeah, he, he's very much like talking club. We just shared stuff. And I think yeah. that's something which has been missing over the last 12 months because a lot of stuff's been going on which is virtual and everything's got an agenda. You know, you we're going to, for 10 minutes, we're going to talk about this and for 15 minutes, we're going to talk about that. But what we do and what we did at the pub at weekend was just literally just chat 
whatever comes into your head comes out your mouth. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. And that's just what I needed, I must admit, because yeah. last week was a big one. So, Phil, we engaged on um, on a social media platform about mm-hmm. a particularly, I won't say controversial subject, but something which people are talking a lot more openly about. And I, I posted last week that it was seven years since I last took my last antidepressant. Um, and I was really proud. I, I am proud of it. Um, and I'm certainly not saying antidepressants are good or bad because, you know, that's, you know, they, they've got a particular job to job to play. Um, but I've been flooded with messages on and offline. Mm. So I really needed the weekend to just not read any messages. You know, things like, how do you come off antidepressants? And I'm going, it's not my job to tell you to do that. It's not yeah. for me to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what antidepressants were you on? What dosage were you on? And, you know, is it is it the right thing to do? Is it not the right thing to do? And is me who's just essentially just volunteer my time and experience with people i'm not a mental health expert and then suddenly stuff on linkedin and facebook i'm getting messages from people who were so-called experts challenging me when i'm saying Look, i'm just one person who's got their own particular opinion and i'm sharing it for the benefit of others and that's all i do in my life i'm not telling people how to live the life yeah i just i live my life the way i think is best yeah. so this whole thing about mental health and particularly with with drugs and brain altering chemicals which are meant to do you better yeah that's you know that's something i do have an opinion on it's quite a strong opinion as well mm. but i'm only doing it to help you know to, to share with other people you know and we we got involved in that didn't we phil yeah i mean i, I what the, the first thing that i think is just you know it's that typical social media thing where where you've been open and honest enough to share and it's great that you've got a bunch, it's a bit annoying because you've had to troll through it and switch off a little bit, but you know, that it's great that you've had a ton of people going, yeah, actually, you know, does it, does, would, would it work? You know, or if I'm on them, how do I come off them? And actually that, that having that conversation, being open and honest enough to put it out there, you do get a response, but it's mm. just by the same token, there are some dickheads in the world. And if people are sort of finding, you know, a means to disagree with what you're saying. I think that's really disappointing because it does, it's not in the spirit of what you've put there, is it, at all? When, no. when you say challenges, sorry, guy, when you say yeah. cha- what were they challenging? Saying that you were wrong to say what you said and do what you... Not exactly, no. It was it was more a case of defending their viewpoint, um, which I'm not, you know, I'm not criticising anyway at all, but people defending their own viewpoint, I think antidepressants are good for this reason they were saying and i've been on them for this reason mm. um and it doesn't work for me what you've just said and at no point i've said you need to do what i do yeah and it's that it's that kind of challenge and i suppose it's what you've yeah. said before dave though it's a good point you know 95 percent, maybe 99 percent of the feedback was this is great thanks for sharing it with us but look yeah. but the one or two percent which is not exactly oh you're an inspiration we love you anything slightly less than positive i really focus on that and think mm. i hope i've not said the wrong thing there to upset mm. someone or bother someone but that's ridiculous isn't it i think you know you put again going back to the point you put it out there to, you know as a, as a statement as a you know reminder that you've been there out of that seven years and you know people aren't don't think enough in their response to to kind of celebrate 
what you're saying there, really. I mean, I don't know. I I obviously responded mm. with my own experience because I'm I'm currently on sertraline and I have been for about eighteen months, um, which is definitely I think has helped. I, I think I'd be off it sooner because I think <laughs> you know I'm starting to feel a heck of a lot better. Um, you know, a couple of months into lockdown, but then you get you, the, the whole kind of thing of lockdown and not being able to see a GP, everything being a phone call these mm. days. And I just, you know, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with this for a while because I don't want to sort of, de- you know, descend and, you know, not, you know, not, not, it's, it just felt the wrong time to step away from it. Mm. But it's now, it's very much on my mind and it's, and it's, you know, that's that's something I've got to kind of work out in my head. But I'm terrified because, um, you know, I just don't want to end up, you know, back, in, you know, back being the person I was before I started taking them. Mm. Uh, so that just worries me a little bit, you know. Um, but things are... Things are cool. Things are okay. You know, things are really good. good. And I, even just saying the words really just make, I'm starting to project in my head and going, you know what? It needs to happen soon. I need to start moving away from it soon because otherwise it just becomes something that is a permanent thing. And I don't want that, you know, because it's, you know, as good as it is, you know, there are downsides and I don't want to be on them forever and forget what it's like to be just a human. (laughs) Yeah. Unleveled. It was, I'm not sure if it was the same for you, but I got to the point where I thought if I come off them, there will be a change and I won't be as happy. Yeah. But I was reminding myself every morning that I'm popping a pill in my mouth to feel better. And it was, it was that perpetual cycle. Is that if I don't if I take them, I probably won't feel as bad. Yeah. But because I do take them, I'm reminding myself that I'm not well. You need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that constant cycle of it. So that was my choice. But I think what's really, really good, and this is super positive, because you've just shared something really personal. A lot of my friends shared really personal stuff. And on LinkedIn posts, people shared really personal things. And I don't reckon five years ago people would have would have even shared this. No. Twelve months ago, probably no. less so as well. But I think it is really, really good, personally, that people are talking about their experiences of of not being bulletproof, of you yeah. know, of being human. And I think really, so that's you know, my purpose. It's it's almost my life purpose, mm. which is pretty deep. Um, mm. about going through stuff and sharing it with other people. Yeah. And this is where the feedback we're getting from Talking Cod is that we are talking about some pretty personal and brave issues. Mm. The kind of stuff you would talk about in a pub, and it's not always jokes and football um, in pubs, is it? <laughs> Sometimes it's talking about the stuff that's really got us down in the past. Yeah. So I don't want to be miserable about it. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually really, really positive that we can have this conversation. The, and this is not a downside, but the consequence of it of having, you know, I've actually posted this was that I was literally flooded. And one day I had yeah. five people phone me asking me to help them. And oh, I had man. to tell them, look, I'm, I'm not a mental health expert. I've got my yeah. experience of mental health and it seems to be working for me and I'll help you as much as I can. But 
and that's why I needed that pie on Sunday because yeah, I, you did. I'm yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This 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 is a bit heavy for me. So full time yeah. job. You know, yeah. I do coaching and mentoring in my spare time, training for an Ironman, and I'm now this you know this person who helps people with their mental health. Well, that's the perception of people. So. Um, so yeah, bank holiday was really necessary for me. It felt like I just needed to unwind. And yesterday was literally that get up, have a brew, stroke the dog, let the world react to yeah. me rather than me try and control things. Just, just be. Yeah. And it's probably the first time I've done that in years where I've just done not nothing. I've done, I did actually did a lot of things in the house, did a lot of cooking and stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't trying to control my surroundings. I was just being part of it. So there you go. There's one of there was um there's a book of well I've read quite a few books about this particular subject or particularly how we change our habits etc. But becoming a bit stoic in my approach to things in terms of you know not trying to control things things right of you know outside of your control other than your thoughts. Um, have you read any books on stoicism like The Obstacle Is the Way by Ryan Holiday or Meditations etc. No. What kind of things no. do you read? Not enough. <laughs> I really don't. I'm terrible because it's a time thing. It's like, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I struggle to find the time to sit down and read. I really enjoy it. If I go away and holiday and, and holiday. Very good. Right. Um, you, you know, but again, day in, day out, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't read enough, you know. Which is bad, isn't it? I feel bad. I'm married to an English teacher and I barely read anything. And I write. You know, part of what I do for a living is writing and barely, barely read anything. You know, that's terrible. It's not that bad. Dave, mm. you're a reader. Similar to Phil. And I definitely should uh, read a lot more. I do. For some bizarre reason, when I ever do sit down to read, I find myself falling asleep. Uh, and one mm. of the things I, I needed to do when I is about two years ago, I was got this two year thing, when, when, when I came out of what, what I was doing, I needed a period of time to teach myself to, when I say to read again, I can read, but to read properly because yeah. going at 110 mile an hour, everything was skim, jump around skim, jump around skim, skim jump around yeah. skim. Yeah, 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 and it's true. probably the most inefficient way of doing things because the time of skimming and jumping around and going back over things to try and understand it, because if I'd have taken the time just to start at the beginning and go to the end, would have been more efficient and I'd have been more knowledgeable yeah. As, yeah. As, at, yeah. at the end of it, is would have been the best way to do it. But it's that, and it, it's also that concentration aspect of it. I'm going to start here, I'm going to finish there uninterrupted and actually complete that reading, that. The, the task itself but I really enjoy reading I, I, I really do because I, I find it quite therapeutic as in switching mm. off because it's just you and the book isn't it and you you're consuming it in your own in your own time there's no distraction you're not watching something that's visual that's interrupted by adverts and I think that's I think that's why I quite like podcasts to a certain extent as well because it's sort of, I guess it's similar to reading for, for me, but I do like it. And when, and I find that I learn, well, you, you learn so much from it, you know, and it's mm. the detail and you remember things, you remember yeah. things. Do you but read yeah, fiction actually, or non-fiction? 
bit of both. A uh, bit of both of them are probably more non-fiction than fiction. Mm, yeah, probably. Likewise. Yeah, uh, it's the same here. Whether it's mm. around because I like all the business stuff. I like so, for example, I like I like a lot of sports. I like the F one. I like football and things like that. The thing that interests me more is the business, the things behind the scenes, yeah. and I like the stories of the individuals that that have that have gone on and they've done things and achieved things, ran businesses, mm. you know. So, so yeah, definitely. But I should probably mix it up. But again, it comes down to a time thing, doesn't it? Yeah. And so yesterday, so going back to the bank holiday thing, in theory, yesterday, make that time, go and sit down and read. I didn't do. Now, that's probably because I keep feel compelled to be doing something else or it's a, yeah. not affording myself the luxury to, to do it. But I guarantee if I'd have done it, I'd have felt a lot better and probably more chilled and probably managed my day better mm, as a result yeah. of it. Yeah, 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 I get you. So you guys are now both mentors. In fact, all three of us are mentors now. It kind of puts yeah. us in a privileged position, doesn't it, of... Uh, People want to hear what we've got to share, not just from a podcast perspective, but on a one-to-one basis as well. What are your most recommended books to your mentees, to people who look up to you? I've thrown that one at you, I guess. (laughs) The ones that... Police Academy 4, the novel. (laughs) It was, in, in every possible way, it was better than the film. (laughs) <laughs> no. yeah maybe maybe the ones for me are books that I've read at a period that have helped me mm. uh, so we spoke about it either the week or the week before Chimp Paradox literally mm. blew my mind oh, my helped list, me sort yeah. my head out and blew my mind but it probably took mm. me around a year to read because I was my head wasn't probably in the best state to be reading it but it, it was helping me understand why that my, my head was the way it was and going back through it. So mm. Chin Paradox was was uh, was fantastic. The subtle art of not Great giving choice. a shit or giving a fuck. I can't remember what the title is. Yeah, but really, yeah not giving really a enjoyed yeah. that. Really enjoyed that. And uh, I think it was one of the, the minimalists. Uh, so the sort of... The, oh, yeah. The three books sort of complemented each other and I possibly read them in the wrong order i should have probably read chimp paradox then the subtle art i've not given a shit then maybe the minimal aspects of it but they were all books that were uh applicable to me at a time when i was trying to work stuff out uh Mm. i should probably go back and read them again but the fact that i don't afford my time to read other things probably means i'll never go back and read them again but i did i did say I did take a a lot from that. And I also, uh, do you know Hyatt Denim Denim and the Do Lectures? Yes. So the Do Lectures, the Do Lectures, if you you Google it, they've got the Do Book Co. off the back of that. And they create these small, really well-crafted, well-edited books and you could probably read them within an hour or two if you sat down and you could crash through them but they're really good really good and they and the the spectrum can be anything from how to write a good newsletter for marketing through to something about the mind or do one thing well or baking bread whatever that is they've got a phenomenal range and i've probably done two or three of them 
I'd, if I was going to make a plan as in read more, I could probably work my way through the majority of their catalogue to do that. But those would probably be the three books from 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 my perspective, uh, because it's uh, when you talk about mentoring, you're talking about mentoring is based on your experiences, what's worked yeah. and what hasn't worked, and from that, those books have helped me to do to look at certain things at that particular time in my life and 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 be better. Yeah, I like that. Really good, really good way of describing what mentoring is as well isn't it because it isn't about telling and it's not necessarily about coaching it's about sharing mm. your experience and as you know as we've said through through this pod some stuff's worked some stuff hasn't that yeah. it's almost like your catchphrase now dave um and i love mm. that because you're willing to share it and we don't always share what hasn't worked we we very often share our successes and go look at me i'm amazing mm. um but how often do we go i really messed that up I'd love to. I'd love to share that as well with other people, and that's what mentoring is, I think. Yeah. Phil, what would you what would you say your most recommended books? I really, I need to. We're gonna have to edit this out because I've been scratching my head during this, and, and I, I can't. I'm the only one I think. I've, you know, the only one that I think. No, I'm just gonna have to edit. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's really bad. Whilst Dave's been talking, thing. I've been I've been trying to listen. And then just, <laughs> but I, I I'm think terrible. That, that's what you keep in though that's that's the thing that's the realness and it goes back to we're all different aren't we we're mm. all completely and utterly utterly different and going back to some of the when we were when you were talking about your your comments on on your recent discussion on 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 social and people are coming up and going well you shouldn't be saying this you should be saying that well what worked for you won't necessarily work for you you are, it, it it might not do i'm just telling mm. you this is what worked yeah. for me that's the yeah. difference. Yeah. That's the difference. I think that's, that's, that's what mentoring is, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, yeah. is it I, read, I read a lot. In fact, up until recently, I'd not read a good book since 1984. Right. That is a joke. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. We're just no. too slow off the mark. I, and I am, I am reading a really good book at the moment. It's called The History of Glue. And I just can't put it down. The history of glue. Another joke. Oh, Jesus can't put it down. Christ Almighty! <laughs> I swear, I was thinking, and I'm going. I wonder what that's about. Well, obviously, is it? Is it? Is it? What, what's the sketch here? Tell it's me a more. Sticky subject. It, and then I'm going. Tell and then I'm going. Oh, what? About <laughs> oh, yeah, fished you in there. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, I, I do like Chimp Paradox. I must admit, Chimp Paradox for me was one of those, if I'd read it earlier, I may not have gone through what I went through. Yes, Because it's yes. like, wow, that was the chimp completely in control. I'm trying to fight that chimp, and there's no way I'm going to out-muscle a big chimp because he's going to kill me. Mm. So the chimp was in control then. But having, having a quick conversation going, okay, chimp, I know you're in control, but, you know, give us yeah. five, ten minutes here. It's just like, like probably like you yesterday, Dave, when you, when you became proper dad. You know? <laughs> I don't think it were proper dad. I think it were proper evil. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? It's, it's a bit yeah. of red mist. Um, current one, I'm really enjoying. Um, well, I've read it. I'm gonna have to, I am going to come back to this one again. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Everybody's talking about it. It's a good one. It's not just good. It is absolutely brilliant. It is about resetting those habits and not so much purpose in life, but getting you to have the energy to to do things. It's a really good recommendation. Mm. Very recently, I read uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. That is one of those books you just, you cannot go through life without reading. 
It puts right. the world into perspective. Literally, you read that and you go, I'm one of the luckiest creatures to have ever lived compared mm. to what that guy went through. So stick mm. that on your reading list. Mm. Um, as you know, I like to uh, I like to get involved in physical exercise, a little bit of running, triathlons. Um, read a book by Chrissy Wellington, who for me is possibly my hero. She uh, she she virtually unbeatable at Ironman, fitter than virtually any other man that's ever lived in the world or woman for that matter. I read that book on holiday. You know, you read books on holiday, and it's it's yeah, I'd say it's inspirational. Yeah. And I said, there's no way I'm going to be stupid enough to do a marathon, let alone an Ironman. That's one of the most ridiculous things. And here I find myself now training for an Ironman. And that's Chrissy Wellington's fault. So I'm going to blame yeah. you for that one, Chrissy, you life changer. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I go for a run, despite what we said last time, I sometimes listen to podcasts or audiobooks when I'm running. Word to the wise, don't listen to David Goggins' book. Can't hurt me when you're running because that's just asking for injury. <laughs> he is a machine. He is literally is a machine. Unbelievable what that guy did, you know. With, yeah. with oh, yeah. it's just it's beyond limits. For me, it is literally beyond limits. Um, but listening, I, I ran around Alton Park a couple of years ago. It was like this timed event, three and a half hours, just do as many laps of Alton Park, and I'd probably only done. I think two hours was my longest run, and I did three hours 20 listening to this book because I didn't want to stop. Wow. I was loving it. But I was thinking, well, David Goggins said that, yeah, it's just pain, not worry about pain, just switch it off. Mm. I nearly I, I nearly died after. My heart rate went up to about <laughs> 190 during the run, and then down to below 40 within 10 minutes of finishing. I thought, I'm going to die here. David Goggins has killed me. Um, <laughs> but what don't kill you makes you stronger. So, yeah, listening, listening to audiobooks when you're running, be careful what you listen to, it might have an adverse effect on you, but it might have a positive effect on you as well. You know, books, books, the proper time when you probably need a book or a good book is sometimes when your head's a bit mashed. Mm. But when your head's mashed, you're not really in the right frame of mind to read a book. Exactly. It's, it, it really is. They, they do clash with each other. Yeah. And... Because when your head's mashed, nobody can tell you. You don't want to learn anything new. You don't. You haven't got the ability or the capacity to understand anything. Yet, there is a piece of literature that if you picked it up, mm. part of the process of sitting down and starting to read it and understand things would sort of help this. Yeah. Mm. But they really, really do. They really, really do. Come. Well, for, for me... They really conflict with each other, mm, with each yeah. other, and it's, yeah. and that's what they're there for, aren't they? Whether it's a, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, you know, fiction. Whether it's teaching you something on how to deal with something, or it's pure escapism to switch it off, mm. and and live a, a, a different story or a different life somewhere else. Mm. We, we spoke about this previously, probably not on a recording, but. Obviously, we, we talk every week anyway, don't we? And we just talk about some proper random stuff. Not dissimilar to when we actually are recording a podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we started talking about was how do you sort your shit out? So I'm going to I'm gonna start with you, Phil. Yeah. Again, how do yeah. you sort your shit out? Well, it's always been for me getting out of the house and walking. Mm. Walking more for longer than, you know, than have been running, but it always, you know, if if ever ever anything felt a bit 
on top or even if I just needed to think something through or not think something through mm-hmm. I'd just get off you know I'd get off and, and kind of just you know pound the floors and just no you know no no set direction or anything just just get out and walk and, and that it was kind of really weird because when 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 I got really you know talking about not wanting to go back where I got to um prior to to um the, the search relief, you know at my worst that became you know like a like a crutch you know I'd get really angry over nothing and then go for a walk and then just sort of leave the house and disappear for two hours mm-hmm. at night, you know, like after clock at night and, and just, so it's kind of a weird thing. It's it always been my mechanism for just getting clear and just, you know, processing stuff. And then it, and it, and it, at, at its worst, it became the, 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 the reaction to stuff rather than part of the, 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 you know, part of the, solution mm-hmm. um so i'm back you know yeah that that for me is and that's probably why i don't spend enough time reading because you know if i've got time and i just want to decompress and do my own thing it, 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 it's i'll go and walk so maybe i need to listen to more audio books by that token mm. what do you do dev me uh no mm. it used to be no, well, I, used to have, I, used, I used to have a drink Simple as that. Mm. I, I would have, yeah. I, I would have a few drinks. Now it's exercise, and if yeah. uh, if I had to pick one part, pretty similar to Phil, it would either be uh, if I'm going out for a walk. It's normally with Suzanne, so that's always good because mm. we can have a mm. have a good chat about stuff. But running, and if I if 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 you were to ask me, do you run to keep yourself fit or? I would say it's part of it, but I run to keep my head straight because, yeah. and mm. when I first started running, I had to run with tunes banging out. <laughs> now, I don't run with anything. And mm. if I go out for an hour, two hours, I come, the person I set off as and the person I come back as, it are completely and utterly different individuals yeah. because... When I'm running, that momentum allows my mind just to drift off. And I make myself chuckle sometimes, but when I come back, I go, I started off thinking about that. How, how What are you thinking about that? Because the mind wanders. Yeah. And it's a really, really good thing. Because yeah. while it's wandering, all those all those marbles that have been rattling around just start to put themselves away in little boxes. You know, they, yeah. they put them there. And, and it's just that allowing the wine the mind just to just do whatever it wants to do mm-hmm. so 100% Phil the walking yeah. and the, run, the running for me and okay. and then you know I do all my mountain biking and I do all the other type of training but I think those two activities are the, the prominent ones yeah the prominent ones for me yeah so, so let's just say then you're in a crisis moment you know, we, we're often not in a meltdown situation, but when it does happen, everything explodes, doesn't it? You know, as I said before, it all goes. Yeah. And that shit goes everywhere, you know, not just in our life, but it affects other people as well. So you've got to do something. Mm. So let's just say you're in that situation. It's raining outside. You don't particularly want to go for a run. Do you have any strategies? Do you have any coping mechanisms? What goes yeah. right? So stop me from taking out and everybody else. What can I do? I do. 
And even though I probably would still go out in the rain, <laughs> in the rain <laughs> yeah, 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 I've got. I tell myself to stop. I tell myself to verbalize it. I tell myself to stop and pause. Basically, mm. I have to take. I have to stop and I have to take a take take a step back. And it's a bit. I try to do a bit of a helicopter view, if that's the right way to mm. de- to describe it. Because, which is, I'm there myself in it to sort of step outside of myself being in it and look above and have sort of an alter ego's perspective on it. Yeah. And while I'm doing that, definitely the breathing aspect of it, it works for me. The breathing mm. thing, slow my breathing down, that absolutely yeah. works. And then I'll have a conversation with myself. I'll have an absolute conversation with Dave that's in it, that's kicking off, yeah. and the person that's taking a step outside, looking down, going, all right, what are you doing that for? Or what do you mean what we're doing that for? Well, you've done this and you've done that. Is there anything you can do about that? Well, there's nothing I can do about it. And I actually have that conversation, but I verbalise it. I have to say it out loud. Really? Because right. if I was just doing it in my head, it's just more going on in my head. Yeah. Uh, and that is something that does work for me. Sometimes it can work pretty quickly and I, I, I can deal with it pretty quickly. Sometimes it takes takes a bit longer but I have to stop and I have to step away and, and, and separate the two. Otherwise, you're still in it. You're still in it. You're still, you're still fighting it, aren't you? And yeah. you've got no perspective on any of it because your adrenaline's going at 100 yeah. mile an hour. You're in fight or flight mode and your intention is to just keep going, just yeah. keep going, survive. Yeah. And it, it, I've sort of done that over the years and it, and, and it, and it really does work for me. Yeah. I'm not saying it works for, you know, it might not work for you guys, but it, but it, it definitely, it, it works for me. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you do, Phil? So, so the same sort of thing, really. Uh, you know, just try and re- regulate, just to see, re- to see, it is exactly as Dave says, it's disassociate, just stepping out of the situation, both physically and kind of mentally, and just going, Right, I see what's happening here. You know, <laughs> I recognise this, and that's not always easy at all. You know, no. But but there is a kind of I don't know from experience, isn't it? You go, oh God, that was a terrible way of dealing with things. So you go, I'm gonna try and stay calm, stay in the moment. I'm gonna regulate the breathing because that's that's it, isn't it? Because the breathing is telling the brain that mm. having the more regular style breathing um it directs the brain doesn't it to mm. say actually we're not in fight or flight here um and then those sort of rush you can rationalize yeah. stuff a bit a bit easier not always simple though i, I just i, I just agree. you know i think I, I'm, I'm i'm definitely still you know in the in that process of making myself uh less reactive yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely a shit ton better because I recognise you know I love that and, phrase you know, <laughs> shit ton I mean it's like uh, I know I, you know um, but it does you know it, and it's you know I've not you know for ages gone and stormed out in the middle of the night just, mm. just to try and check my head you know that's never happened you know since so you know it's, it's just being aware of yourself isn't it and you mm. know it is all these sort of things in the, in the brain that are kind of just 
as we've talked about a load, you know, like that, you know, just built in to us and being aware that the reactions are, you know, I suppose the reactions are like breathing or your heart pumping, you know, the sort of not really controlled by you. Mm-hmm. So all you can do is trying to recognize them and, and do something about that. About yeah. Um, yeah. Good. You're right though. Cause it isn't, it isn't straightforward, is it? When somebody's having a meltdown and you're overwhelmed and you, you touched on it then, Phil, is that mm. you, you're perceiving a, a threat. Yeah. Like your brain's going or your chimp or whatever part of your brain's going, you're under attack now. You've got to fight back. And sometimes it's that, well, where's this threat coming from? There is yeah. there is no threat, but adrenaline's like going through the roof. So I can see why hitting a punch bag or going for mm. a run is the right thing to do. And a lot of guys, what a lot of guys will do is go down to the gym, lift some weights, or even if they've had a drink, pick a fight with someone and just mm-hmm. just show just how, how hard I am and just yeah. and feel shit afterwards, but I'll feel good for a very short space of time. I heard that. Um, we have something like 90 minutes worth of adrenaline in our bodies per day. Wow. Something like It depends on everyone. And, and I guess it's going to be different between men and women. It depends on your age, etc. But if you imagine that, if you were to just do maybe an hour's worth of burning off adrenaline, you wouldn't get annoyed. <sighs> Because you can't, you can't yeah. get annoyed. Because it's just, you're just not going to create. Well, you may not create that much of it to get to the point of overwhelm. Um, I used to, I've tried all sorts of things, and there was like, you know, there's, there's what people will tell you to do in mental health services, which will be, as you said, sit down, cross-legged, breathe, focus on your breath. I'm like, shut up! I'm not focusing on my breath. I need to find someone. It's <laughs> the last thing I want to do is I focus on my breath. I want to like. I don't want to like and have a bit of a rumble with someone, but no, it's the last thing you can actually do, particularly when we're, you know, living in a, a theoretical civilized situ- situation. I woke up once and had a panic attack in the middle of the night, which was which was really bad. It's just reminded me because these headphones, these nice Sony cans I've got on my ears here. Um, I used to have them at the side of the bed and used to put on these cans when I was having a panic attack or getting really angry about something, I just put them on, plug it into some tunes, add some recordings there, like binaural beats kind of thing, just to slow the brainwave down. Theoretically, that is one of the best things you can do when you're having a bit of a meltdown. I was that bad having a meltdown, I was literally throwing things out of the cupboard looking for my my headphones. I was completely losing my shit. It's just reminding me of of doing that. So going out and having a run isn't always a bad idea. And sometimes we have that fight or flight things, you know, so we, you know, there's the fight, I just want to, I just want to kill someone right now. Mm. And then there's the, the flight thing is just go for a run, get away from the problem. I mean, physically, sometimes. Going for a run is one of the best things you can do. Not only could, could you create that space in your brain, Dave, as you said, but you're actually running away from a problem to a degree. But as you're circling back on yourself, you're coming back to face those problems. But what, what's what's worked for me in the past is there's, there's do's and don'ts in that situation for me. The do is knowing that it is going to pass because it always does. And, and I wrote it down on post-it notes in different rooms of the house. I used to put it near my computer and all over the place like yeah. that. And if I was having a meltdown, I'd go, it's going to pass. It yeah. always does. Now, I know that sounds a bit patronising, but sometimes I've got to read it to myself sometimes. I know this is going to go. Whether I'm in the best mood or the worst mood, it is going to pass because it always does. It always will do. And that immediately brings me down by a couple of notches. Um, there was a point, though, where... Quite, oh, really personal this one Nikki was like what's the matter what's the matter and I couldn't even speak I was that angry and I yeah. don't even know what I was angry about everything you know everything goes wrong yeah you make a brew coffee goes on 
word surface, you know, you know, yeah. you, open, you look for a spoon, you pull the cupboard out, all the spoons go on the floor sort of thing. You go, you go and, you know, get something out of the fridge, you knock something out of the fridge. You think, whatever I touch, I will yeah, break it now. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm not even going to go yeah. to the toilet in case my knob falls off. It's, it's that bad now. <laughs> I'm, I'm really in such a bad state of mind. Um, I couldn't speak, so um, I got my laptop out and she said, just type it. So I just started typing. I was like, bang, 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 bang on the keys, you know, proper, not just keyboard warrior. I was keyboard ninja. Mm. Banging away, made no sense, no spell check on or anything. And I just let it all out. And an hour later, I felt absolutely amazing. It's like, mm. I didn't realise this shit was in my head sometimes. Yeah, Similar yeah. to yourself, Dave. You know what you're saying about having a word with yourself, actually talking to yourself, verbalising it. I mean, that's a real, I think it's a really advanced skill to be able to do that because I'd end up arguing with myself. I mean, shut up, you idiot. What do you know? But it's a really, really good idea. And I love the idea of almost having an out-of-body experience. You know, if if a better version of me was here now having this conversation with myself, yeah. what would they be saying with me? So I think that's one of those things we'll, I'd like to talk more about is out-of-body experiences because it's something we've kind of touched on previously. And Dave, you got me looking at um, something on Netflix about those near-death experiences and I'm like, oh, oh something in this i'm not too sure we've got enough time on, on this pod for that one but oh my word that was really interesting. have you watched it all have you watched them all one and a half i'm on medium ship at the moment one yeah, and a half to, of them i had to Ooh. stop halfway through the first one because i was just like okay then i need a bit more time for proper this. scary isn't it yeah yeah I, yeah but very interesting like, wow yeah, I definitely want to pick that one up. So I've got, for uh, for those people who are listening, and we've gone over a big threshold of listeners recently. Mm. Um, we, I'm, I'm not too sure. Should we share that number? Or do you, should we keep that? Keep it keep it to ourselves, I think. But we've gone over a big shed, uh, big uh, milestone. Yeah, we've gone over, we've gone over a, a big a big number for the Talking Cod podcasts. But uh, if you, if you are still listening. Um. <laughs> the one listener <laughs> oh, the one listener with with a lot of IP addresses <laughs> I'm not going to say how many um, <laughs> what do you do if you're having a meltdown let us know send yeah. Dave, Phil or myself a message and just say despite what I've just said about getting too many messages send us a message what do you do when you're having a meltdown um, and what books have really helped you kind of understand yourself if you were to recommend it to someone else who was going through a bit of a difficult time what books would you recommend so they're my two challenges for our one listener or those IP addresses as you said <laughs> thanks for listening if you've enjoyed us talking cod please give us a rating Leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Code.